0: you to close your eyes the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good and you do that by just meditating right now you do that by prayer come on so come on if all you say is Jesus I need you Jesus forgive me of my sins I repent some of you guys came in here with sin come on just because I tell you that you're forgiven doesn't mean you've repented come on I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm not here to just tell you something that will tickle your ear. I'm here to challenge you to live holy. Come on, if there's sin, say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I repent before you. I repent. Come on. So not on my end, we lift our voice. Lift our voice. that freedom reign in this place. there is power. place in life where you, you, you haven't seen God move in as much church as you would try to be, you just don't feel as if God is on your team or God is, is with you, you just feel like you, you're just going through the motions and you might quit, you're at the place where you might quit, you just haven't told anybody, but you're coming just to see if it'll happen, you see if God will keep his word, on, if that's you in this place, an attitude of player with eyes closed, I want you to slip your that place right now, just lift your hand, amen, hands are going up in this place, hands are going up, right now, if that is you, I just want you to begin to cry out to God, come on, you're at a place where you're desperate for God, let me tell you something, in those times of desperation, God says He comes to those who are thirsty, He comes to those who are hungry, the Bible says He gives us His word, He comes and He satisfies, He Fills us up. Come on, I come in agreement right now in the name of Jesus that no matter no devil in hell, no no condemnation, no, no, no distraction will come against you, that you will feel the Lord so there is power. Right now, I just want some of my staffers to come on up. Ellie, come on, come on up. Come on, I want you to come. I want you to come and pray with Ellie right now Stephanie I want you to come up I want you to stand right here this will be a time of intercession and prayer come on if you raise your hands up in this place I don't want you to miss out so many times when we raise our hands we think okay that's it well, God's going to come No, no, he, he comes on faith do you still believe God can move do you still God believe can fill you with his power do you still believe it? Don't well, be encouraged and challenged today. That God goes where you go, He walks on your faith. Amen. Come on Father, in the name of Jesus, with all eyes closed, Father, we come before you. God, you've already given us your spirit, you've already given us your power. Father, we pray for a fresh anointing. We pray for a fresh touch in this place, in this time of worship, right now. Father, that those that are struggling, that those that are struggling in their times of prayer, that those that are struggling in their times of just feeling you, God, that God, they will receive it today. Right now, if that's you, it's Ellie and Stephanie. Guys, come with Ellie and the ladies. Come with Stephanie. But right now, if you raise your hand, you know who you are. Just come up and receive prayer as the music keeps on playing. And if you're one to say, I just, I have God. I'm good. I just want to worship more. We're just going to keep on playing gonna keep on ministering. We're just gonna set this atmosphere, an agreement for what God is doing, breaking chains. Come on, right now, in the name of Jesus, come on. If that's you right now, just come on up. Just start making a line right behind Jeremiah. Experience God in worship, that we feel like we come up and we always have to like worship some more or do something greater in order for God to even look at us. And we feel that because we've been and we've been we've been listening, we've been given into temptation, and the devil has come and he and he's put thoughts in our mind and and he's telling us that we're not of God and, and you're for failures and there's things in our life and we're just like man, I just wish I had some clearance. I just wish I knew that God loves me. And as my brother was praying and singing in the spirit, if God is for us and who can be against us, it's in your repentance and it's in your confession of faith that God is moving right now. Not because I'm saying it. You think that because I'm saying it's happening for you? I'm going to be really serious right now. If we're coming here, we're just, all right God, you just move. God's not moving. going to take these next five minutes and we're going to go deep in worship. And I challenge you because this whole entire month what we got planned out and just the word that God has placed in our hearts as leaders to share with you. We serve as priests. We serve as, as an example. We serve as the ones that will tell you, hey, look, this is what God is saying right now, guys. God is alive. And for Elevate, for the children of God, listen to what we're saying. Life is always hard. Look, God is speaking. He's using us to encourage you. He just said, if God is for you, who could be against you? There are some people in here that doubt God was even with them. You can't be this God. Is is God with me? Does he love me? I messed up this week. If God is for you, who could be against you? I want you right now to get rid of that spirit of condemnation. Just that spirit of condemnation. I just filter it, just even now praying. It's just like, Am I a child of God? Am I a child of God? Come on, every hand in this place, just raise your hand up in the air right now. Father, we surrender. We surrender everything about us, everything in us, our life, our family. Right now, Father God, we're not even to fight with it. Come on, just lay it down at the altar. Lay it down at the altar. The Bible says you must die to yourself. You must die to your flesh. Come on, right now, Father, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Father, you will transform us by the renewing of our mind into creations. Father, God, into more of you, more into your Son Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Confession and your cry for help—that God will meet you. I'm telling you, He will meet you with His power, with His love. It doesn't, doesn't matter how hard or how many mistakes you made, or how squeaky clean you may look. It's confession and your need for God, where He comes in. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman; He's not going to come where He's not So, Father, examine our hearts. Examine our hearts, God. Jesus, we need more of you. Father, we know that we're here for a short time, and God, will see you. But, God, I ask that you would just just pour out your love now, Father. God, may we not run from you, Jesus. Father, have your way in this service. God, I ask that you would continue. Give us some words. Give us the knowledge. Father, I pray for the word that will be today. Tell them you love him in Jesus' name. Go ahead and make your way back to your seat. If you can get me the the, the other mic for me, please. Thank you, sir. Amen, amen, amen. We got some exciting uh, things uh, planned out for you guys. Uh, amen, test one, two, one, two. Amen. Oh, man, isn't God so good? Isn't God so good? Can I get a hallelujah? Yeah. Man, I was just feeling a little bad with that joke in the beginning of service, fresh off the boat. Hallelujah. <laughs> but amen, God still moving with you. Amen. Amen. Guys, you just have to understand. And, and I want to tell you right now that uh, I, I remember just in my experiences of worship, they only went so deep because I was, I acted the part. I don't want to have a youth group. I don't want to have youth that can act the part but don't experience God in worship. I don't want people that that would come up here and and go through the the goosebumps or or go through the motions. I remember, man, you you talk about worship. We used to have it with Joe. It was just Joe um, back when we first started Elevate. And we used to come and um, there was no band you know, I see my friend Joel here from Armor Bear. Let's give it up for Joe as he's coming to surprise us. He's doing a solo today. Just kidding. <laughs> but see, we didn't have like, you know, a full out band with the sound. It was literally, it was Joe and his guitar and like a, a pick like this. And he would just, just rip it. And it was just songs you just jump and get excited for Jesus and we felt the Lord. And Joe would tell you himself, I mean, he he wasn't like the best singer, but he just went after God and, and God came out. And I'm telling you what, people were touched. And at a certain point point, you know what happened? I I was experiencing a worship. I was I was going after God and sin crept into my life. And then and then you know what I was more concerned of how I looked and then how God saw me because, you know, I was I was trying to on the outside look present myself to the youth group. And guys, I'm going to tell you what, if, if that is you in these times of worship, like there's a grace. Grace means an enablement. It's an ability for you to go after God and say, hey, look, I made mistakes. God, I need you to cleanse me. It's, it's not an excuse or a get-out-of-jail card. It's more of a sense like, hey, God, help me. I need your help. Amen? And guys, I really felt that. So just in these times, just take advantage of that. But just like, God, just thank you, Lord. Cleanse me. I gotta be here. And God, I believe, guys. I believe in the power of prayer. That when we say some things and we speak it out, God is moving. Have faith on me. So if you, if you pray and you don't have faith I oh mean, you're wasting your time. I encourage you. Believe in what you're praying. God, save my brother in Jesus' name. I believe it. Amen. 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 Welcome to Elevate. Oh, We gotta do better than that. Welcome to Elevate. Danny, come on up here for me, please. Let's give it up for Danny as he comes on up. Stubby boy. He <laughs> had no idea I was going to call him up. But I want you to go through announcements just how I would be. He had no idea. This is, like, really random, and I'm testing him. Okay? So we need to help him out by getting the slides, ready. I just want to see how this goes, okay? I'll be up here if you want to tap out, but we're going to give it up for Danny, y'all. Come on.
1: Here at LA, we have a vision of, at Metro praise. we have a vision of loving God. Amen. And our strategy here is connect, mentor, send, connect you to the cross, believe Jesus. Mentor you live like Jesus and send you out and go share Jesus. With everybody, go. Our goal is 100,000 disciples of Chicago with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 around the world. Life. And we connect to you by joining the live group. There's Adam and Cynthia it's at Saturday at 2 p.m. and Elliot and YouTube on Sunday at 2 p.m. Next live. Group. And we encourage you to start the 101 by talking to the live group leader. Adam or Cynthia or Elliot. Chicago, SUN. We have a co- cohort here, so we, if you feel like you have a call of God in your life to act on it. Amen. Uh, next slide, please. Hey Amen.
0: Give it up for Danny, y'all. He did it. Dude, I didn't think you were going to go through, but you did it. I just want to go just say some announcements. Some things he did a good job. Uh, just some things he had uh, didn't know about, so obviously he can't share it. But um, but some of the things, guys, were for life groups. Cynthia, Cynthia, wave your hands all crazy in the back. That's not crazy enough. Come on. Okay, like that. That's crazy. So Cynthia is going to be starting her own life group. Well, let's give it up for the Saints, right? The Saints. That's it. So here, th- this is the point, guys. We We noticed that. JC Soldiers and warriors for Christ is is getting too big, and we we can't necessarily meet the needs of everybody there. You know, we want to be able to pour into your life, and we found out that the average size of a small group or a life group should be six to eight people. We're meeting with 20 each. We're just like, no wonder. Like, I have problems. I want to talk to you, but this one has problems too. So, you know, that's why we're not getting around to it. So this is the point. We're going to spread ourselves out so that there's chances for growth amen amen and so this is the point guys so look from people from warriors for christ we're just asking if you want to volunteer if you just want to be a part of cynthia's and just start it up uh, we're going to meet uh sundays uh and actually it's going to start off next sunday this is going to be cynthia's last week for jc soldier but go oh but it's a good thing because she's writing her own one amen <laughs> amen and, and some other things about sum some of the things guys we we're back in school um the classes oh my gosh like I'm in a Systematic Theology 1 class. I'm going to share some of the goodies. Like our teacher, like like he's just popping my brain. And like the knowledge is oozing out the ear. Like it is like like solid stuff. Like I'm talking about like, you know, and I'm learning about Jesus in the Bible, like the greatest topic and subject ever. So guys, if you really wanted to do that, we actually have a, a cohort now in City Lights and Faith World. And I was actually talking to the Faith World, uh, some of their leaders there. We're going to plan an event with our youth groups, Faith World City Lights and Wisconsin, so we're planning something, it's in the works, maybe something at the end of this month, we're looking forward to it, and then again, for just the SUM students, and this is something I'd like, something to look forward to, we're just fellowshipping and connecting with the body of Christ, and it's gonna be super awesome. So those are some of the things that are, what's happening, Um, am I forgetting anything, just shout it out. It's Ricky's birthday, give it up for Ricky, look at, you thought I forgot, you thought I forgot. Hey, man! you guys can stand to your feet for for tithes and offering. And after tithes and offering, I want you guys to uh to uh, we're gonna break out into our our, our life groups. We just want to give you some announcements, some of the things that are happening. On Cynthia's gonna have hers in the corner right there. But tithes and offering, a tithe is what is it? Okay, ten percent, not not five, not five percent. Okay, ten percent of your total income, and your offering is whatever. Come on, like say it like we're awake. Offering is what? Whatever you offer to God after you're tied. Today is the beginning of the month, so that means it's missions month. And, and um, actually, yesterday I was on Facebook, and I was looking at some of the pictures when we went out there. Like, man, I'm telling you, like, I was there in India, y'all. They didn't speak English. Like, i was trying to have conversations with them. We're just like, it wasn't happening, you know what I mean? So, but guys, look. Going out there, seeing the churches, seeing the people, seeing the need. And guys, what we do here makes a huge difference. I'm telling you, it does. And Nepal as well. I mean, it was a beautiful church. The people there. I'm not talking about the building. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, was it a nice church? They have like sound systems and they have fancy lights. It's the people. Whenever I say the church is beautiful, I'm talking about the People. I mean, there's some amazing people after this, the service, some of them came up and they were sharing like, Hey, you know what? I just want to keep your email so we can keep in contact. And, and then, you know, this is what I'm doing. Can you pray for me? And, I mean, God is doing some awesome things here. I pray for a revival in Nepal that God will save hearts. And, you know, I'm working on my family and it's just like, man, that's some of the things that I would share here to some of you guys. And they're happening over there. So, I mean, God is the same guys. And we do a difference here by what we give and helping out over there. Amen. Amen. Let's, uh. Let's read this scripture verse as we do, but not just out of just like habit, but let's say it from our hearts, guys, actually, thank you, just scripture verse, amen. Wait, did you guys have a different number? Oh, you can go back, wait. No, you can't, we saw it already. It's too late, go back. (laughs) Awkward. Okay, so this is what's happening, Acts 10.35, let's read it out. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, what did he say? Father, I thank you for every student here, for every person. God, I ask, Lord, that you would bless them, Lord. Bless them to be a blessing to your body, Father. Lord, may they realize and understand that, Father, what they have comes from you. Father, they, they may think that they do their work or, or do things on their own to provide for themselves. Father, you give them the breath they breathe. Father, you made them. And so, Father, everything comes back to you and points back to you. So, Father, we give you the praise now. And in this offering, Father, God, in this act of worship, Father, we say that money doesn't have control over us. But, Father, with this money, we use it as a tool to build up your kingdom. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. Father, may we, it's just, you pour it out more over each young person here. In Jesus' name I pray. In, in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody say it. DJ, play that track. Ah, oh, you gotta. That's supposed to be good. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's be really like, Psh. okay. Come on up as you give. Come on up. Oh, breakout! 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 Yes. Is yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> looking at the leaders. They're like. I'm like, we're flying? Break out! JC Soldiers, yes? I want your help. Break it out, break it out, break it out, break it out! All right, look, we got three minutes. Three minutes, y'all. One more minute.
2: 15 more seconds.
0: In break it back in, break it back in, DJ. Amen. Amen, and many, 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 Find your seats, crazy people. Mmm. Mmm. Dude, that's one of my favorite songs. Uh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Uh, let's get right into it, guys. Um, today I am not preaching. Um, what? Today we have, yeah. Uh today um, giving us the word today is Ellie. Ellie want you come on up. Come on, give it up for Ellie, y'all. It's just like <laughs> man. Amen, amen. So I'm just going to share what this month's about. He has a word put up in his heart that God just like is going to give to you guys today. Uh, This whole month, we're doing a a sermon series called The Voice. And the purpose and the plan is to put inside of you, listen, we're we're asking God, like, God, give us a word for the students. And this is it. It's like he's going to prepare you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to deal with you here to be able to go back to your schools, to be able to go back to your families and be a voice for him. With some of you, I'm too young. I don't, I don't know how to hear from God. Here's the thing. We're going to prepare you. We're going to teach you. We're going to impart with you just what God is doing. And that is the whole point, guys. And we have some cool things that we just couldn't get done this week. But I promise you, next week, check, <laughs> check Facebook. It's going to go down. It's pretty funny what we have planned out. But, yes, uh, it's, it's exciting stuff. So give it up for Ellie one more time, guys. Come on. Come on.
3: I want you guys to give it up for Jesus, man. I'm so serious. Give it up for Jesus. Oh, come on. I want you guys to stand up and give it up for Jesus. So come on, get up in a state of pandemonium. Give it up. Come on. All right, now stay standing up for one second. Let you see some of you guys. Are like, uh-huh. All right, now look at your neighbor and tickle the ear. Yeah, you heard it. You heard it. Look at your neighbor and tickle the ear. All righty. Now, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, he ain't going to do that to you. All right, good now. So you guys can sit down now. <laughs> amen, man. Amen. So, real quick, man, this is what we're talking about this month, the voice. And we're gonna I'm just gonna get into it real quick, but uh just give you a little bit of it. You know, um we just came off of something. We came off of our purity ring ceremony, we came off of our purity month and all that, you know, just all that. And so we want to really give you guys something so that you can you know you can allow it just you know be sent out with it and so i want you guys just to to you know this whole month just to be really really on it with god you know what i mean just don't even let the devil have a foothold all right so i want you guys to open up your bibles to acts 1 8 and when you're there say i'm there Amen now. Now read it with me, all right? It says in Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let's just pray. Lord, Father, God, I come before you, Jesus, and I and I just ask, God, that you would be here, Lord God, that the words that we speak, Lord God, that the words that we, we want to hear as we, we sit down and listen to a sermon, Lord God, that they're not just empty words, Lord God, but they're words of power, Lord God, the words that have life, Lord God, because you say that you do not say things just so that they can come back to you void, Lord God, but every single word that you have said, Lord God, will come back to you, Lord God. It will come back to you with a harvest, Lord God. So I pray, Lord, That you would have your way. You would have your way. That you would speak through me, Lord God. That this message is not a a message from the pulpit, from the altar, Lord God. From the altar, Lord God, where where things are happening, where it's active, Lord God. Where sins are being forgiven and where, where you are meeting with people, Lord God. So I just ask that you be here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, friends. I hope that you know what you got yourselves into. I hope that you know what you got yourself into because you could come here right now and you can just be saying, oh, you know, I'm here for elevating and all stuff. But I am hoping that you really know what you got yourselves into because when you stood right here and you were getting prayed for, you know, just pray for me for purity and all that stuff, I hope that you know what you were doing because that was not a joke. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now that when you did it, you just put the biggest bullseye on your back, the biggest bullseye. And the devil right now, he is angry. And, you know, I was thinking about it when, you know, before, um, before you know we finished off in the purity ceremony and all that. But I was thinking about it. I was like, man, we're slapping the devil right now. We're saying, these youth right here, they're ours. They're not yours. They're not yours, devil. You can't have them. These are ours. So it's just thinking about that, you know. Do you really know what you did? Do you really know what you did? Because right now the you know the Bible says that you guys are as innocent as doves. You know what a dove is? A dove is like a really cool little like bird and all that. It's it's really just nice, it's beautiful and all that. But the devil is gonna come at you like a roaring lion. Okay, so look at that little dove. Let's put another example. A little bunny. You know, you're the little bunny Christian and all stuff. <laughs> You know, I'm just coming to church and all this stuff, and I'm just listening and all that. And a devil right now, is like, all right, you, you, you want to do that? You want to put a ring on your finger? You want to do that to me? You want to go ahead and say that? That's how it is? All right, now take this. Attacks are going to come your way. So I hope you know what you got yourselves into. I really do. So in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Now I want I want you guys to know something about power, all right? The power we're talking about is not like electricity and you, know, you just put it in and you know you get your your toaster working and all that stuff. No, this power that we're talking about could be used to use for words like dynamite. It could be used like that. And actually one way that we learned about how to use it is called um just like a jet propulsion. It is going to it's not going to just explode, but it's going to propel you to places. This power that you are going to get is going to propel you to places. So look at that. So you, you might you might want to say, you know, my life right now, this is what I got to do. I just got to, I'm going to make a little paper airplane, and I'm going to get on a paper airplane, and I'm going to, that's how my Christianity is going to be. No, 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 no. God is saying, don't put, put, put the paper airplane away. Put it back in your journal where it belongs, your diary, you know what I mean? And then get my Holy Spirit. And I'm going to take you on a a jet airplane, and we're going to go Mach 3, okay? We're going to go Mach 3, like that, with the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to do, all right? And so that's it right there, power. And, you know, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, too. You know, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit because this whole entire month, I believe the Holy Spirit is on it. The Holy Spirit is over this place. The Holy Spirit is right here, right now. And if you are, maybe you're sitting there and you don't know exactly what's, what's going on in your heart, the Holy Spirit's going to tug at you this whole entire month. And you're going to hear wisdom from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you in mighty ways. And so I want you guys to really pay attention to it. The Holy Spirit is something that we're going to talk about in this place. We're not going to hide him behind a corner. We're not like, oh, you know, he's like the rejected like, family member. Oh, you know, Holy Spirit, get, get back there and all that. Go ahead. You know what? Just shh, shh, shh. You know, out of nowhere, like somebody says, hey, shh. You can't do that in this church. No, we're going to do it in this church. The Holy Spirit is here. All right, so you guys got to get into that when the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit going to come in, it's going to fill you. That is what we're talking about. Some power from on high. You guys don't even, you man, you guys just walked in in this place. You guys were ready and all that. It's just like, you know, to, to hear a little message, you get your ears tickled and all that. And I know where you just got like steamrolled over and all that. Man, man, I'm telling you right now, I am pumped up about this message. I am pumped up about this month. And I think you guys are really just going to get challenged and you're going to grow. So we're talking about the voice. The voice of the prophet, I'm talking specifically this week about the prophets, but the voice. So I, w- I was saying so far that, you know, we're here and, you know, we just made this purity covenant with God and all that. You know, we're, we're great about it. What are we going to do about it now? You know, you, we made this, we made this, this, this decision, you know, we made this, this, you know, this vow to God. We all did it, right? It was really cute and all that. You know, we we're like, yes, Lord God, I do, you know, to him and all that. But what are you going to do now? So but I, wanna, I want you guys to picture a scenario. So you're going into your school, which is what, Tuesday, right? Majority of all you guys Tuesday, unless some of you guys go to, like, like you know, the weird schools and all that, like Trekkie or whatever. All right, so, yeah, it's funny. But Tuesday is coming. So what are you going to do? I already saw the devil's going to come at you. So imagine you go into your, to your, your, your school and all stuff, and you're like, yeah, I got like, my purity ring and all that. I'm, really, I'm just really honored today and all that. And then the Holy Spirit, you know, he, he's going to be with you. But slowly but surely, I guarantee you this, that there are gonna be people who's in, who are going to be looking at you, you're going to be like, what are you talking about, purity? Come on, man. Look at that girl over there, or look at that guy over there. Little but surely you're starting to you're starting to like hear all these things and you don't even know exactly what to say anymore. You know, just like I'm just being pure and some people are gonna ask you, so why are you being pure in the first place? And sometimes you're gonna just like kinda back down, kinda cold in a corner. So I want you guys to know now that we want you guys to have a voice. We want you guys now to just take what you gained throughout this whole entire summer as well, and just you know, make it known. Make it known. Make what you did in this church and just in your life in general known. Make it known. That's what I'm going to say it again. Make it known. You have a voice. I guarantee every single one in this place, as far as I know, and I, I know every one of you guys can talk, right? And a lot of you guys, may, you might, you're thinking like, oh, you know, Christianity might be a little boring or all that stuff. And it starts off like this, you know, your Bible. You look at your Bible and you kind of, you're like, eh, you know, it's pretty boring, you know, like Koros Rebellion, blah, 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 blah. And you're, you're just kind of, you know, again, you yawn, this is boring stuff. And, you know, you look upon it, and you don't see the point behind it. You know, I can, I can open up to you this Bible, and there's going to be ink on pages, right? But is the message really on the ink of the page? No, right? The message is in the code. It's what it means. And so a lot of you guys, you just kind of take it, you listen to it, but it doesn't apply to you. And so you read it, and you're like, this is pretty boring stuff and all that, or you don't get it. It's because you're not really thinking about it. This was supposed to be, these were words at one point. Somebody was standing, talking, saying, you know, God is with you. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Somebody was saying that, and so somebody just wrote it down. It's all oh, there's a message behind it. These were words; they were really there. They're not just dead. They're not just ink. They're alive. They're moving through us. That's what they're doing. So, it's just—it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy when we, you know, just hear words. And that's all. That's all we do. We just oh, whatever. But you can't even get the message. You can't even do that. You're missing out on God's voice, number one. God's voice was the original one, right? God's voice is the one that's going to go into you, give you life. It's going to convict you if you're in sin. But there it goes, just mumbling away. There it goes, the word of God, the born Bible, you know, all this stuff, Ten Commandments, Moses, blah, 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 you know. You just get tired of it. Put it away. Put it in the bookshelf, you know, or read some Harry Potter, whatever. That's more exciting. Yeah, woo, Harry Potter. So I want I want you guys we, we want to teach you guys just the voice of people in a Bible and we wanna like apply it to you guys. And so, you know, I got the, the privilege of getting the prophets and I love the prophets, man. The prophets is where it's at. If you have never read the prophets and you're a walk with God, you are just about to get you're about to get toasted right now in the Holy Ghost. You you you're I mean, right now, first of all, you're gonna be like, God said that? No way. You know what I mean, you, you're just gonna you're just gonna grow from it. So I want you guys to turn to the book of Ezekiel, number one. Are you guys ready? Come on, say it like you mean it. Say I'm ready. Come on, you guys were standing up, praising God a few minutes ago, and now you're like, I don't know anymore about this. You guys are just just scared now, you see. Talking about the prophets, oh no, the the, the prophets. Ezekiel, Ezekiel is actually my favorite book in the Bible. I love Ezekiel, Ezekiel will rock your world. You will sometimes be offended by Ezekiel. Um, People are offended by Ezekiel in the world. It's, it's It's all good stuff though. I love Ezekiel. Ezekiel is where it's at. And so just to give you some information about Ezekiel, our first prophet that we're going to look at tonight. Ezekiel, obviously, okay, a prophet. We got, we got that point. But he was a prophet in a time where it was crazy. If you were to look into the Bible and you were to see the history, you can actually pinpoint a time when it was the worst, when it was the darkest. The darkest point in the Bible is exactly where Ezekiel was prophesying in. Just give you some examples, uh, you know, the the kingdom of Israel and all that stuff. So we had, you know, King David, you know, King David, King David, King David, King David. You know, you're all, we're all excited about King David. He's like, you know, dancing crazy. He's giving the Psalms and all that. That's good. But what happened after King David? Solomon, right? Solomon was good too, but, you know, he had a heart that was, let, that was divided. All his wives led him into different um, idolatry and all that. So what happened after Solomon? Well, if you look into history, there there became two kingdoms, the northern kingdom, which was called Israel, and the, bo- and the, the bottom, the southern kingdom, which was called Judah. So historically, Israel was messed up. Israel was just bad from the beginning. It, it, it was just that's terrible. And then Judah is a little bit more special because that's the place where Jerusalem's at. You know, you heard those things and all that. I know you guys read your Bible sometimes, you know, so you can look at it. You, you read Jerusalem, you're like, where's that at? Well, now you know. In the old kingdom, in the old times, it was in the southern kingdom. Judah. And so what happened was that the first kingdom, northern kingdom, whatever, it was uh, deported by a different king. Because what God did was that he saw that they were just, you know, rebelling after it, rebelling, rebelling and rebelling and rebelling and all that. And so God kind of just did like a little, like, you know, divine slap on the hand. So what he did was that he, he sent a whole a pagan nation, the Syrians, to come in and to, uh, to, you know, just do a bunch of crazy stuff and all that. And they deported them to where? To Assyria. You know, that's that's a little thing. But Judah was different. At this time, when Ezekiel was preaching, and, you know, he was prophesying and all that, he was, man, he was in a bad time, man. Seriously. I, I read it, and I'm just thinking to myself, man, I, I don't even, I can't, you know, relate in that sense because where he was at. What happened was that the Babylonians, you ever heard of the Babylonians? You ever heard of Nebuchadnezzar and all that? You ever heard of those people? The Chaldeans and all that stuff? You, you've read it, man. Even if you read Revelation, it talks about the Babylon and all that, the horror of Babylon. It says things like that. Well, where Ezekiel was is that when uh, the, the Babylonians came, they took a bunch of the, 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 the you know, the Judites and all that. And so, you know, they, they took him there, and they were in exile in Babylon. That's where they were at. And so Ezekiel actually was in that group. He was not in his hometown anymore. It's like for you, for instance, like Danny. Danny lives in Chicago. I don't know where some, some guy comes and takes him, and he lives in, like, um, Palatine or something. You know I mean, Alaska, yeah. That's really far, no. Valentine would be more like accurate or something. like that. So that's some crazy stuff. You're here, you're, now you guys are learning a little bit about Ezekiel, and so actually the book of Ezekiel is really, really intense. If I'm saying like you guys are having difficulty reading through your Bible, just start reading the book of Ezekiel, man. First of all, Ezekiel was was uh, commissioned to do a lot of crazy stuff. He had to practice out some of the judgments that God was giving him, and so that means literally sometimes when we like look at it, we think to ourselves. Is something wrong with Ezekiel? I think something's wrong with Ezekiel. Ezekiel is putting cow dung and you know, he's putting it on his face or something like that. I forget the, the exact thing. But he's doing that. And some more, some more uh, controversial things in Ezekiel is that he gets really graphic. He gets really, really intensely graphic. And I'm talking to the point where he makes analogies of whatchamacallit, um, of Judah being like you know, a woman, a bride to God, and then Judah running off and becoming a prostitute. So he makes a very detailed, very big stuff. And so now you guys, have you ever heard the term, you know, like you guys are acting like prostitutes or you guys are acting like, like whores or harlots and all stuff. I'm saying all those big words. Let's, we're talking about the prophets, man. Come on. It's in the prophets. <laughs> so if you've heard those terms before, now you know. It's in there. Ezekiel's a really big place where it's at. You read it, it's crazy. A lot of times, too, he, he says things that are really, um, he, he has a really particular phrase that says, then you will know that I am the Lord. Very, very bold. So this guy was bold, I'm telling you guys. And just so you guys know, I'm going to give you a name for uh, the name, that, what they mean. Ezekiel means God strengthens. Awesome guy. So let's actually turn to Ezekiel chapter 2. And this would be verse 1. And it says, He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you to are very obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. Now that, imagine that. We're talking first about prophets and all that stuff, and you're getting a little bit. But just to give you the voice of Ezekiel, give you the voice of who this guy was. He was commissioned to go to in between the people Where it was not even a guarantee if they would listen to him. You mean you go into the streets nowadays, right? And man, you you don't have a hundred percent like conversion rate. A lot of times people are gonna be like, no, I don't want to listen about that. Ah, You know, God, blah blah blah. You know, he's gonna just like blaspheme God in all the ways that they can. That's what Ezekiel did. He had to go to a place, and he was he he just you know that's that's who he was. He was a priest. He was being trained to be a priest, so he knew the presence of God. He knew God. He was very close to him. And so now when we talk about prophets, for instance, like if I, if I say out of nowhere, you know, this person is anointed to be a prophet of God, it's not in that same retrospect. It's not in that same sense, but it's the same kind of like call, and like the same kind of um, what I'm trying to say here, like, um, like anointing. Anointing on you is to be for God, to speak on behalf of God. So now you're hearing God's voice, and now you're proclaiming a voice that is bold, that is strong. You're thinking about it, you're hearing it, you're hearing God saying these crazy things to you, you love the people that you're about to preach to, but out of nowhere, you know, you're hearing God, and it's just like, man, God, you really want me to say that? Okay, out of nowhere. The Lord is against you. The Lord is not not excited about the things you're doing. The Lord sees what you're doing, and he's against it. Imagine that. That's the voice of God and that's how he, he just he speaks imagine this you're going to school and you know you're just starting to get really discouraged and really discouraged one day you know what I mean just just really out there you know man, man no one listens to me all my friends they say you know I'm stupid and all that because you know they believe that you know like I shouldn't be pure and all that stuff they think I should go to the parties with them and they just you know you start thinking all these things and a little bit surely your voice starts to diminish diminish but i read right there that the spirit came upon him and so he was raised to his feet he could have been on the, he could have been on his knees you know just like oh man you know i'm just i'm having a difficult time and actually he was at that time because he just saw the glory he just saw the a vision of god and you know the holy spirit came upon him and so imagine that now you're you're just dealing with it and i don't know where the holy spirit comes upon you You start remembering, man, I remember when that person, they they prayed for me. They prayed for me that one time we were elevating that altar call, and I felt the fire in my bones. I felt the the everything. I just felt like, man, power. You know what's going to happen? You're not going to let people just walk by you anymore. You're going to start caring. You're going to start having a bonus into you because, you know, as we read in Acts 1, what's the point of the Holy Spirit coming upon you? So that you can be His witness, so that you can proclaim it. Proclaim how? With your voice. Look at that. My gosh, and I know it's just ex- excellent, right? <laughs> so, you guys have it now. So imagine now. So you're in school. You're hearing the. You're hearing all, all the stuff. You're getting all the lies. You're getting attacked by a devil. And out of nowhere, you just you just get encouraged, and so you got you just you get fed up. I'm tired of people telling me what I'm gonna do. I'm tired of people telling me how bad it is or what I'm doing is so so dumb. So you start preaching to them. You start saying to them, there's a hell that is open and that its it's cords are wrapped around you. And if you don't do anything about it, it's going to drag you into it. You guys ready to do that? This is the voice. We're talking about this this whole entire month, man. We're just talking about Ezekiel right now. We're just getting pumped up right now. We're We're just getting started. This is where we're at, man. And so. Ezekiel was in, intense, and I actually, if you guys ever watch *Pulp Fiction*, I know it's a really bad movie, but I just give you a, a reference. If you guys turn to Ezekiel twenty-five, verse seventeen, and I want you to hear the voice of Ezekiel. I want you to hear a prophet in action. This is what this is—legitimately his words that he had to speak out, and so he did it. And it says, Ezekiel 25, verse 17, I will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them in my wrath. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them. Look at that. That's in your Bible right there. The, you know, you, you guys you, you get used to all like the, the love stories and all that stuff, you know, Song of Songs, you know, my, my lover thrust my hand, the hand through the, the latch opening, and my heart was pounding. Oh Jesus, oh but here here guys saying, I'm gonna bring wrath, vengeance. Ooh, oh man, that, that's intense, isn't it? And just don't, don't think, too, it's, like it's not Jesus either, okay? Don't think it's just the Father. The Father's really angry, but Jesus is the loving one. No, Jesus Jesus has this, okay? You can see it in the Gospels, too. Jesus gets upset. Jesus will go ahead and say that, you know, there's some things that you need to understand. Holiness is one thing. That's just that's the beginning of it. So we're going to go now to Amos. Amos is our second prophet for tonight. And Amos is a little different than Ezekiel. Amos was, a, at the time, he was a contemporary of Isaiah. So we say that he's like, kind of like in the same boat of Isaiah. If you ever read Isaiah, it's the first major prophet, the first book of the prophets and all that. That's Isaiah. But Amos was in that group, basically. He was in Israel, as I said, the northern kingdom. If you guys remember that now, you see practical understanding, practical learning. He was in, Isra- in, in Israel. And so he's... Um, this is actually going back in time now. Instead of Ezekiel, Ezekiel is a little bit more uh, recent, so Amos goes back a little bit more. And Amos, man, this guy is a bad man of right he, he I here. I just love these guys. I mean, these are heroes that I look up to. These are people I'm saying, like, man, that is awesome. These guys are, you know, just... Like, I look up to them, you know what I mean? That's w- that's how I feel. And I remember when I first, you know, gave my life to God and all that, I would just be reading the prophets and I would just be getting a fire in my belly, dude. And I would just head out on the streets preaching it, you know, preaching the, the fire and all that. You know, I, I looked like just a radical person at the time, but I loved it, man. It was a great time in my in my walk with God. Uh, Cynthia actually knew me at that time, and she knew it because I would be like yelling, you know, and just all that stuff. That's how it was. So, Amos. So, at this time, Israel wasn't kept, wasn't uh, deported yet, so just imagine this now. So both kingdoms are all good, nothing's happened yet, and so Israel is kind of like, hey, you know what? We're getting away with our sin, and so they they would do two major things that are very important for you guys to understand why Amos was so hardcore. Number one, they were idolaters. At that time, they were going crazy into the, you know their idolatry. They were turning away from the Lord. You know the one the God that brought them up out of Egypt, the God that you know was. You know, just covering over them, giving them everything, gave them the kings that they wanted. You know what I mean? They they were they were blessed by God. They were they were blessed. Legitly, they were blessed. But they were still turning away. Walking away from, from Yahweh, God. Just walking away. You know, going into the most random pagan just idolatry, man. Things that are just nasty. Things that are just like you think about it, you're like, why would they do that? You know what I mean? Like, in a, if you were to compare, the, like, the two things, like, paganism and then, like, you know, just how it was back then, you know, following God, it was nasty. They would do things. They would, like, sacrifice, like, newborn babies on altars. That's one of them. They would have temple prostitutes as a form of worship. That's another one. And they would do that. They'd be like, this is okay. This is good. You know, the, the whole story about God and, and Yahweh and us of No, 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 no. This is better. they were saying. So that's the first thing that they were really, really messed up about. The second thing is that they had hardcore social injustice. So they were robbing the poor. They were just, you know, they were being jerks, man. They really were. When you had somebody who had a case, you know, somebody who was innocent, they would just completely like, you know what, don't listen to that person. So people who were rich were getting richer. People who were poor were just dying, disease-stricken and all that. And so you have the luxurious side of them, and you got the other people. Just imagine that, the idolatry and the social injustice. Amos was in the midst of all that. Amos was intense. Amos did not back down. He he has a shorter book than uh, the other prophets. He's actually a minor prophet, if you want to look at it in that term. But his his voice was so powerful. In in the the first beginning verses of the book of Amos, he says, The Lord roars from Zion. Look at that. The Lord is not, you know, he's not coming out at the moment on a donkey, you know, and people are singing Hosanna to him. No, at that moment, when he was proclaiming it, the voice was coming out. He's saying, the Lord roars from Zion. That is intense. That is something else. You know what the name Amos means? It means burdened. Burden bearer. You know why it was so bad for him? It's because at that time, his country was going through prosperity. They They were doing good. They were on it, you know what I mean, but slowly but surely he saw it. He was a prophet; he can see it in the future. He saw the uncoming, the uncoming army coming, and he was he had to say something. And Israel at the time was messed up. Israel at the time, you know, they were so prideful, man. And so in the beginning of Amos, if you read it, it says like I think the first two chapters. It, it has a really cool like writing style. He says, for three sins of you know, and insert the blank nations for for instance, for three sins of Damascus, even for four, I will not turn my wrath. Look at that. And he says that about first of all foreign nations. So first of all, it's this nation over here, away from Israel, all that. And so imagine you're you know you're you're listening to Amos in your day. You know, as back then, I think it was like around six hundred or seven hundred BC. You're listening to him. Yeah, you know what, God, you judge those people. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that's right, God. God's gonna be against you and all that. But out of nowhere, he says, For three sins of Israel, yet even for four, I would not turn my wrath. Paraphrasing, obviously, but and so now it became more personal. So no, wait, what? So Amos declared with his voice, declared out loud what they were doing. He, he just started preaching against them. He couldn't take it. They were there like, man, Amos, you, what are you talking about? Just as much as any, any prophet was, you know, they, they heard a prophet's voice, and they got upset, they got angry, they gnashed their teeth, they were stiff-necked, as the Bible says. Actually, Stephen talks about it in the Times, but that's not my, my sermon for, to preach. That's actually uh, a later one. So turn to Amos chapter, chapter 4. You're there. Say, I'm there. All right. So we're just going to read a few things. Amos 4, uh, verse 1. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan on Mount Samaria. You women who oppress the poor and crush the needy. And say to your husbands, bring us some drinks. The sovereign Lord has sworn by his holiness. The time will surely come when you will be taken away with hooks. The last of you with fish hooks. And you will... And you will each go straight out through bricks uh, through breaks in the wall, and you will be cast out towards Harmon, declares the Lord. So we're going to stop there for one second. And Amos told it like it is. The cows of uh, Bashan is actually him saying something to them. Imagine you're a woman, you're high class and all that stuff, and so now Amos he he looks at those women. And he says, "You cows." You guys, because what they did was that they were just getting drunk all the time. And so they'll tell their husbands, "Can you just go over there, you know, take some money from that poor guy so I can get some more drinks. So he's declaring it as it is right there. He's saying it. And then he says, you know, now you guys are going to be cast out with fish hooks. You know, it's, it's graphic. It's, you're thinking about it. If you really honestly think about it, okay, people can't carry it away by hooks. It is, is, is crazy. And you know, you guys might, like tonight, might be thinking to yourselves, man, you're talking a lot about judgment. You know, isn't the, like the New Testament talking a lot about like, grace and all that stuff. Yes, of course it does. Of course it does. But you see, I'm not judging you. You know, two, two, uh, two years ago, my wife, she stood in, in Mardi Gras. And you know what she said? She said, when she was on the mic in front of thousands of people, she said, I do not judge you, but the Bible already has judged you. So you're just telling it already what it is. You read the Bible to them. I'm not saying anything. I'm just carrying you along to where, where you can finally see that you're in sin. So don't be upset if, you know, if we're talking about judgment. You're like one of those people like, I just want the, the grace of God, brah. You know I mean, no, no. We're talking something. We're talking biblical stuff, man. You know what I mean, that's where it is. This is in your Bible. This is in every Bible. You want to go to the Catholic store, buy a, a Catholic Bible and all stuff, go ahead. But it's in there too, all right? So reading on now. Go to Bethel and sin. Go to Galgal and sin yet more. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three years. Burn leavened bread as a thank offering and brag about your free will offerings. Boast about them, you Israelites, for this is what you love to do, declares the Lord. Look at that. That is Amos' words. That's his voice, hearing from God and having to say it. He says, go, go to Bethel and sin because that's what you love to do. Look at that. I want you guys now to get in the the understanding that in the Bible, there are people who say, this is your sin, and you love to sin. You love to do this. You know, back in that time, they they just loved to oppress the needy. They they loved to do all that stuff. And so they, you know, just Amos was saying it as it is. It's not that much of a, a, like, you're saying to yourself, man, this is just too hard for me to say. No, this isn't your Bible, man. Amos was telling it. Amos was preaching it, and he had a voice. A voice that you guys should look up to you and say, man, Amos, I wish that I can stand in, in, your, you know, in your footsteps one day. Because you told it. You weren't afraid. He stood up. He was, he was courageous. Think about that. Courageous. And so when you guys are dealing with all the, all the stuff that's going to go on on Tuesday, this whole school year, right, and you're talking about purity, talking about all this stuff, a lot of times people can just, just stay quiet. But I want you guys to have a voice. Say things. Look up to people in the Bible and don't be afraid. Take courage. As I said in the beginning in in Acts 1, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it's going to bring power into your life. And you're going to be witnesses. You're going to be able to say what you really, legitly did here. You're going to say, yeah, I got a purity ring. Yeah, I stood up. I I made a vow to God. I don't want to have sex until I'm married. You're going to say it. You're not going to be ashamed of it because if you're ashamed of it, then that's when you're just going to start heading down the wrong way. And actually, the Bible says that if you are ashamed of Jesus and you're ashamed of the things of God, then he will be ashamed of you come that day. Imagine that. God looking at you, and he's like, I just, I can't look at you right now. Just send him away. That's some real stuff. And now, our last, no, actually, our third prophet, we're talking about four prophets today. Four. It's Nahum. Now I wanted to go really like unorthodox here because Nahum, you know, we don't usually don't talk about Nahum. We talk about other people, you know, like Jonah and all stuff. But Nahum, I, you know, I really j- legitly learned about Nahum just about a few months ago, and you know, I I was just amazed at the message that Nahum had. So not a lot is known about Nahum. One, we just know his name means comfort, like comforter, you know, comfort. And Nahum. At this time, he was, probably, he was probably in the Jude at the time. Israel probably was taken away. So that's what we believe in, whatever. But Nahum was different. Nahum is actually one of the three prophets in the Old Testament who spoke judgment against a foreign nation. And that was the whole point of his book, just to, just to tell judgment. And he didn't even, this is, this is, this is why I just love Nahum because he spoke judgment and he didn't even give grace for it. He just said this is what's going to happen. This is what you deserve. That's what it was all of it. It was intense. It was intense stuff that Nahum was preaching. And I I wish that I could tell you guys that, you know, in Jonah's story, Nineveh was great and just prospered for the rest of their you know their eternity and all that stuff, but it's not the case. Nineveh, you guys know Jonah went there, you know, the story of J- Jonah, you know, and the sea, the storm, the whale, and all that. That's all, that's all a part of, of uh, Jonah stuff. And so he was called to preach into Nineveh, a foreign nation. Actually, Nineveh is the capital of Assyria. So you see, we're, we're talking about all these big names. Or not all big names, but just names of uh, foreign nations and all that stuff. But I want you guys to get it. It's just really simple stuff. I'm not giving you, like, the hardcore deep nuggets of it. Like, in the Hebrew, this, this word means, like, revelation. You I know, mean, not like that. So it was the capital. And, you know, Jonah went there about 100 years before Nahum did. And, you know, Jonah just preached it, and they repented. It was an amazing story. If you read it, you know, everybody repented. The king repented, and so Nineveh was just, it was in the eyes of God, right. But what happened was that surely but surely that army got wicked, and so you continue on. You, c- you start reading the history about it. It became violent. Nasty, nasty stuff is what they did, man. It really is. Nahum, man. He was there. He, 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 he knew them because Israel had been taken away. And so what he did, he started preaching against them. And he, he heard a word from God. So turn in your Bibles to Nahum. Chapter 2, verse 8. You guys will learn anything today? You guys getting encouraged? These people are crazy, man. They're crazy for Jesus, man. That's what I'm talking about. This is in your Bible, man. This is, this is holy. This is right. This is God's stuff, man. And I'm telling you, you, might, you guys might be thinking, to yourself, this is intense. It's not that intense, man. This is just God just doing his thing through people. So uh, Nahum, chapter 2, verse 8. Nineveh is like a pool, and its water is draining away. Stop, stop, they cry, but no one turns back. Plunder the silver, plunder the gold. The supply is endless, the wealth from all its treasures. She is pillaged, plundered, stripped. Hearts melt, knees give way. Bodies tremble. Every face grows pale. Look at that. God is being very descriptive. Saying that this little this little capital is like a pool. And it's getting sucked out. It's gonna dry out. Everything, the life in it is gonna get dried. And people are gonna start screaming out, Stop God, stop. But no one's gonna turn back. No one's gonna listen to them. That's what that's what Nahum had to say out loud to them. His voice was speaking it. Carrying on now in, in verse 11. Where now is the lion's den, the place where they fed their young, where the lion and lionesses went, and their cubs with nothing to fear? The lion killed enough for his cubs and strangled the prey for his mate, filling his lairs with the kill and his dens with the prey. So just so you guys know, this is what we're talking about, how violent they were. They were so violent that they would take people and just throw them into lion's dens. And so that's why you hear now, like, you know, in um, Daniel, they were thrown into the lion's den. Now you get it. People were just, hey, just threw him into the lions and being mauled and all stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're young, it doesn't matter all that. But this is where this is where uh, Nahum just has to speak it out. Speak it out with a voice that's loud and declaring it. Verse 13. I am against you, declares the Lord Almighty. I will burn up your chariots in smoke, and the sword will devour your young lions. I will leave you no prey on the earth. The voices of your messengers Will never be heard. Will no longer be heard. Look at that. Look at that. That 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 fire in you, that the power in you. Sometimes the message is gonna be tough. And you're gonna have to speak it out. And your your flesh is gonna be weak because you're not gonna wanna say something like that. Sometimes you're not gonna wanna preach holiness in, in a high school. What is that all about? Holiness? Holiness ensures? What? You see the neighborhood around it? Do you see the, the cop light right there? Do you see how they act? You see that? North side. Lane Tech, Prosser, all these places. What, holiness, it's a tough message. What, the judgment, hell, heaven, we have to be born again? You you hear these words and you hear the, the, the things behind them and you think to yourself, man, I don't know if I shouldn't do that, but people have done it before. The prophets did it before. The prophets were able to stand up courageously, have the Holy Spirit upon them, and they spoke in power and boldness. That is one of the most amazing things you can possibly ever understand in this life, that people behind you, people before you, were doing the exact same thing that you're about to do this school year. So now we're going to go to our our fourth prophet, the last prophet of tonight. And Leilani, actually, can you come up to the keys? Please. Thank you. The last prophet of tonight is you. I love love saying you in sermons, you know what I mean? It's just because it puts you in a place where you're sitting on your seat and you're like, Whoa, no, not me. <laughs> not me. I don't want to do that. But no, no, I want to make it so direct. The last prophet, where we're talking about all this stuff, is you. I want you guys to think about people, the, the prophets that were talked about. Yeah, I told them about, I, I, I gave mention of their, their words and I gave you examples in their, in their books and it, it, it's good, you know what I mean? That, that's great but they had a reason why they were preaching it they they didn't just want to just be mean about it they didn't just want to just you know just proclaim judgment on things they had a reason it's because they loved the people that they're around ezekiel loved his people and that's why he didn't want to see them you know just not care about the things of god anymore he didn't you know amos loved his people he didn't want to see them just you know have social injustice Nahum loved his people. That's why he was rejoicing when Nineveh was gonna fall. Because the Judites were gonna experience joy. They were gonna experience redemption in that sense. Think about that. They they love the people. And so now when I when I show you this picture and all that, I want you guys to look at, at those people. And you know, this is just an example. But in your own high school, you walk through the, you know, the classes in between in between classes, you walk through the hallways, and you know, you see so many different faces. So many different faces, and a lot of times, you know, you kind of like go along with them. You kind of go along with their flow. You kind of like, well, that person right there, you know, he has his, around, his arm around a girl and all that stuff. I want to do that, whatever. You know, what I mean, that's awesome. Or you see those guys in, in back stairwell, they're like smoking and all that. Like these, are, this is your generation, and surprisingly, this is your fr- These are your friends. Your friends are in this group. Do you love them? You love them to, to, to stand up and to proclaim with a voice that is filled with power. Are you willing to speak a message to them that will give them life? All you guys here have experienced life in some way and maybe you guys are starting to get it or stuff like that. Man, you guys got this chance here right now to come up in just a few minutes to ask for for power so that you can really legitly be a witness that's the whole point of this message voice making it known who you're making it known to you're not making it known to your cat at home you know what i mean you can go ahead and worship as loud as you want oh lord bless me and all that but you know that that cat's hearing you but that's that's only so much i want you guys to know that there are people out there and i said these prophets they should be your examples and they're not just saying things, they're not just being mean. They're like, "I hear the word of the Lord." Yeah, you know, I can hear prophecy. I got I got to get the prophecy now. Yes. No. That's a point. People like Jeremiah wept for their for their people. Were broken-hearted. So if you guys can all stand up, And I want you guys to listen to this verse. It spoke to my heart and I read it. It's in First Peter. First Peter four. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 3 and it says for you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do living in debauchery lust drunkenness, orgies carousing and detestable idolatry I want you guys to know that this applies to you in this sense God saved you for a purpose. And God, tonight, is saying to you this. You have spent enough time in the past doing those things of the world. It's enough. Enough. Go ahead. You you, you hang out with the worldly friends and you get influenced by them. Enough. It's enough already. God is saying, it's enough. I don't want you to be near them at all. You are to live for me. You are to speak my words. It's enough. Pagans choose to do this. Pagans choose to live in lust. Pagans choose to to have sex before marriage. Pagans just choose to, you know, get drunk. God says, it's enough. You guys don't have to be that way. You've lived in that. It's it's just, it's gone now. So I want you guys to close your eyes and just to be again praying. I want to ask you, I just want to ask you this question. Is it enough? Have you had enough of this world now? And do you see it as what it is? And are you tired of it? Do you want to really genuinely be a voice for God? Do you want to proclaim the words of God? Do you want to just go all out for God? The Bible says in Acts 1.8, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. You can do that today. And don't, don't think, no, nah, man, I'm just, I'm just a teenager. Prophets were young too. You can do this too. You can go ahead and you can stand up in, in this place. You can be the fourth prophet that we talked about tonight. You can, from this moment on, speak on behalf of God. You can start telling them about the love of Christ. You can tell them about the gospel. You can tell them about God's mercy. You can tell them about the grace that he has that at the moment no one is just flying into hell right now because he's holding the world together still with his miraculous love. If you want to receive this Holy Ghost, if you want to have a voice that is louder than the world, and I want you to come up here right now and just start just praying to God. So on the count of three, you guys, one, are you guys ready to do this? Are you guys, do you really want to come up? Do you guys really want to be a voice? Two, this is it right now. You guys can make the choice. You can stand up. You can be a prophet right now. You can stand up. You can see the people before you, and you can just go all out for God. Three, come on, guys, just come up and just, get, just receive right now. there's power power in the name of Jesus there's power in the name of God lift your voice up to him right now lift your voice up to him use your voice now use your voice now start yelling out the name of Jesus start coming out start just saying his name if you want to proclaim the name of Christ somewhere else you have to at least start in church you have to at least start now start proclaiming His name over your life start using your voice Come
2: on
3: God, you can do it, Jesus. You can do it, God. Work in us, Lord God, right now. Give us a voice for God that is louder than the world, Lord God. Give us a voice, Lord God, that is louder than the world, Lord God. Louder than the demonic influences, Lord God. Louder than the people who have the wrong idea about you, God. Louder than atheists, Lord God. Louder than cults, Lord God. Louder than other religions, Lord God. Give us a voice, Lord God, that is louder than them all, Lord God. Give us a voice, Lord God, that is from you, God. Give us a voice, Father God, from the power of the Holy Ghost, Jesus. to know that it's hard sometimes to speak words with such power it is hard he he knows it because a lot of the prophets they they had trouble with it jeremiah said that he didn't want to do it he wanted to run away from god but but god made the words the message so strong in jeremiah that it was like a fire in him. It was like a fire inside him. It was all over him. His bones were aching with fire. His stomach was aching with, with the, just a message. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of the world. Do not be afraid of the crowds. Because if you were to take off the mask behind them, you would see them and they were hurting, broken. People who have to make up answers to the questions in life because they don't, they just, they can't comprehend God. Sometimes it just hurts too much knowing that that God, God is so holy and so just. I want you guys to think about three people. Three people in your life who are not saved that you can reach out to coming this week and school starting and all that I want you guys to just think about three people maybe you have an idea maybe one person already, maybe you want to make new friends, start filling them up Start, start praying over them right now start using your voice to pray over these three people these three people, I'm telling you right now you have to pray for them get ready because God is going to use you as a prophet amongst them, you're going to have a voice you're going to have a voice that is powerful, you're going to make it known going to make it known when you say that I, I live for purity. You're going to make it known when you're going to say I live for, for God. I'm You're going to make it known.
4: And reaching, break every chain, break every chain. Soul to break every chain. Hallelujah. Break every chain, break every
3: chain. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God. Only you can give us, Father God, the power. Speak out, God. Boldness, Lord God. That is un- not our own God. Only you can give us words, God, that give other people life. So, God, today as we've just prayed for a voice that's louder than the word, a voice like the prophets, Lord God, a voice to make things known, a voice to, to come out and to declare things. I pray, Lord God, that we will not shrink back from it, God, that we won't be afraid when we stand amongst people, Lord God, we won't be afraid, God. We won't be afraid of what they're going to say, God. We won't be afraid of it, Lord God. Because where we come from already, Lord God, is a different place that they don't even understand, God. It's love. And we ask, God, that you would give us more of it, God. More love so that we can have a louder voice, Lord God. More love so that when somebody says something wrong in in our families, Lord God, we're not afraid to say that God is is bigger than those things. God is better than an alcohol. God is better than cigarettes. God is better than just having an adulterous affair. So I pray, God, that you would just impart in us, Lord God. Holy Spirit, God, in this month, Lord God, I pray your Holy Spirit takes control, Lord God, over every single message, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit is covered entirely, this whole entire place, Lord God, that this place is anointed so that every single Friday for this month, Lord God, and even onward, Lord God, will carry on your words, Lord God, your holy words, Jesus, the great I am, God we worship you God and we thank you Lord God for what you do God we thank you that you're active in our lives Lord God we thank the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is still active among us the Holy Spirit gives us power the Holy Spirit moves in us come on we thank you because you are so good we don't even understand your nature we don't understand how you are three in one we don't understand all those things God but we know God that you are given us a call to reach out, Lord God, a call to evangelize, God. So I pray, God, that you would be with us this week, Lord God, as school starts, Lord God, that you would be greater in us than he who is in the world, Lord God, that you would be so great, Lord God, that we would be more than conquerors because you are in us, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah God. Have your way in this week. And everybody said. Amen. Come on, say it like you mean it. Amen. Come on. Alright, slap your neighbor high five. Slap your neighbor high five and say, I got a voice. Come on, say it loud. I got a voice.